Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. We provide content to help men become the men they want to be. My name is Brent, and I am the Fallible Man. I'm not perfect. I don't have all the answers, but I'm on a journey just like you. Maybe we can help each other out. I'm glad that you're here today, and I got a great show for you guys. Today, we're going to talk about fail season. One of my favorite times of the year, or as other people know it, New Year's resolution time. Yay! Hey, sound off in the comments below or on the podcast and let us know if you're making a New Year's resolution and what it is. More importantly, tell us how you plan to succeed at this because most people don't, right? But we're going to talk about why people struggle with resolutions that they pick. And uh, if you stick around, I'm going to give you six, not five, but six ways to help you be more successful with your New Year's resolution this year. So stick around. We're going to roll the Opening credits, guys, and I'll be with you in just a minute. This is the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Here is your host, the Fallible Man, Brent Dowling. All right, guys. Hey, welcome back. Be sure and grab your cup of coffee or whatever you're drinking today. My regular listeners know that I can't go a show without lots of coffee. And if you're new to our show, guys, welcome, and I'm glad you're with us today. Thanks for sharing some time with me. So, in this part of the year, I'm I'm kind of divided, right? I'm a serious workoutaholic, guys. I love to lift weights. I've lifted weights on and off for years. I'm not the strongest guy in the world, but, you know, for me, it is all about challenging myself and being a little better all the time. But as an avid gym goer, I am both irked and delighted by the new year every year. You see, if you're not a gym person, then you don't know the, or maybe you do understand the phenomenon I'm talking about. And it's New Year's resolution time, guys. And it's this incredibly obnoxious process that happens every single year. In fact, gyms count on it, guys. That's where they make a lot of their money, honestly, is when New Year's resolutions crowd. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting to get fit for your New Year's resolution. But, I mean, gyms run specials on this, guys. They count on it because a lot of people will make a New Year's resolution to get in better shape or to be healthier. And they fail so quickly. And so they go and get these expensive gym memberships. And a lot of them lock you in for a year. And most people burn out within three or four months. And so you're either forced to buy out your contract or you just let it go and you end up paying them for three quarters of the year that you don't actually use the gym, which is more common. Like I said, gyms actually run specials because they they aim for this. They know it's going to happen. So it's free money for the gym and doesn't put much wear and tear on the equipment. So I guess it's a gym owner or a gym owner, sorry, a gym goer. I should be appreciative of you guys who don't get it done right. I feel weird saying that. But guys, it's just, it happens every single year and it drives me nuts. So let me level with you. It drives me nuts because people quit. Okay. But I'm going to get ahead of me. I get ahead of my notes all the time. Sorry. So let me tell you why I think resolutions suck. Okay. New Year's resolutions is this weird 
really weird phenomenon we do, and I don't understand why. They rarely ever work. And one of the reasons is you're kind of forced into it, right? People feel uh, incredibly pressured to make a New Year's resolution, right? How many times have you gotten asked about New Year's resolutions over the years? Maybe if you're in my age group, and I'm 41, I just turned 41 last week. Maybe if you're in my age group, you've heard it a lot more. Maybe if you're younger, you're not even really familiar with the phenomena. Uh, I know it's not talked about as much as it used to be, so I'm, I'm kind of glad to see that happening, actually. But you feel kind of forced, especially when people start talking about it. And so it's I, it's, it's got an 80% failure rate, guys. At least that's what some people say. In fact, because it's a forced thing and people like feel guilted into it by their friends or just by society at large or, you know, maybe some group of people they are involved with. Maybe it's your coworkers. I don't know. But 80% of people are failing their New Year's resolution by January 12th, y'all. January 12th. I mean, seriously, 12 days? <laughs> it's horrible. 60% of people actually make New Year's resolutions on average. Okay, I'm pulling statistics. I did some research before the show on this one. And statistically, 60% of people get so wrapped up in the idea of New Year's resolutions that they actually make a New Year's resolution. Whether or not they have any intention of following through, they actually make. And if you are listening to this on the podcast, I'm doing airs quotes. Uh, if you watch it on YouTube, then you can see me messing around. But can you believe that? 60% of people. Did you make a New Year's resolution this year? Sound off in the comments. Someone let us know. Hey, share your New Year's resolution. I promise I will not mock you for it. Okay, if that's something you do, I'm not trying to mock you guys for it. But I don't like New Year's resolutions because they generally suck. Because a lot of people make them less than 80 or less than... So I told you the failure rate is 80%. Okay, the remaining 20% of people who make them, 12% have partial or limited success. Only 8% of people who make New Year's resolutions actually succeed at making and succeeding with their New Year's resolution. That's kind of crazy, right? I, I don't even know how to react to that. That's insane. But those are the facts. I, I did a lot of, like I said, I did some research before the show, guys, and it was just insane to me how many people make resolutions, how many people fail at resolutions, and yeah, it's, it's just depressing, right? It, it gets really kind of obnoxious. So I like to call it fail season because it has such a high strikeout rate, and I don't know why I just made a baseball reference because I don't watch baseball, but whatever. It, it worked at the moment. So many people end up failing. It is unreal. And so I call it fail season. And as an avid gym goer, it particularly drives me insane because people come in and take up space in the gym. Now, let me get a drink before I explain that one. So many people come to the gym with their excited new New Year's resolution, right? We have this flood every year. It's an amazing phenomenon that happens. 
We have this flood of people every single year that walk into the gym brand new. Some of them have been in a gym before. Some of them have never set foot in a gym. And for various reasons, some people are nervous about going to a gym, and I don't really understand that either. But guys, hey, if you want to come to the gym, we're not going to bite you guys, and we don't expect you to know everything. We expect you to be respectful, but no one expects you to know everything walking into the gym. And honestly, we're not going to pay that much attention to you unless you specifically interact with us because we're there to get our workouts too. So stop being self-conscious. And if you want to get in shape, come get in shape. That's great. And that's why I get so frustrated about it. If you guys actually came in and started your journey to be healthier, I would be thrilled if you stuck with it. It's you guys who come in and crowd the gyms for two or three months and the gym equipment becomes just another place to stare at your phone instead of workout equipment. And like I work out at a very small gym. It's what's available to me in the smaller town I live in. And I'm appreciative that it's here, but there is very limited space and there is very limited equipment. And so when you're checking your phone on it or taking up space, but you're not actually trying to get where you want to go or you do it for a month and decide it's hard and quit. You just messed with my workout for a month or two and and then you walked away. I don't mind you taking up space if you're going to put in the work and you're going to be there and you're going to make changes in your life. In fact, I will help you, I will support you, and I will encourage you. But if you're going to come take up space for two or three months and then quit, I wish you just didn't come. Don't waste my time. Don't waste your time. We only have two, count them, sadly, two bars in our gym, like Olympic barbells. Uh, Unfortunately, I have a gym that is catered to the bigger crowd which is the cardio crowd and so the weightlifting equipment is very limited and so it's even worse to me because there's only two olympic barbells it means there's only two racks of any kind which severely limits the amount of people who can be doing major free weight and i lift pretty heavy so i need those bars and i'm already fighting with other guys who want to lift heavy to have that space so if you're not into it that's fine don't start Now, back on point, because I do support you getting in shape if you want to, guys. But why do people fail at New Year's resolutions? And so that's what I wanted to get into now. And guys, hey, if you are getting something from the show or you're enjoying the show, be sure and comment below. Let us know. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a like or a thumbs up or whatever platform you are on, guys. And hey, if you support what we're doing and enjoying what we're doing, head on over to our website and check us out there. There's links to everything we do, guys. We're on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, every social media platform. We've got a blog. Dude is crazy trying to keep up with my workload on this stuff. But guys, let us know. If you're on YouTube, be sure and hit that bell notification. That way you get notified every time we post something new. I don't just do the podcast, guys, on YouTube. I have other other videos as well, some cooking stuff, some workout stuff. And if you're on the podcast, guys, tell your friends about us, man. You you are where I came first. So tell your friends about us. Thank you for listening. And we're going to go back into the show now. Guys, why do most people fail New Year's resolutions? Seriously, with an 80% total failure rate and a 12% kind of eh, partial rate, 
what is the problem? You wouldn't think this would be that difficult, but apparently it is. So, I'm going to click over here on my notes. Make sure I'm not getting too far ahead of myself. I'm really bad about that. So, here's a couple of reasons that I believe people fail in New Year's resolution. One, there's a difference between a really good idea and a plan. And, uh, right, it's one thing to go, hey, I should get in shape. That's not a plan. That's a passing thought. And you, you will never accomplish anything with a passing thought. Especially since most people accept that the failure rate on New Year's resolutions are so high. They just, they've accepted that fact. And so it's planned obsolescence. If you want to go back an episode or two, uh, I talk about the idea of planned obsolescence in relationship to marriage. I'll put a card up here for that. Um, if you're on YouTube, if you're not on YouTube, I think it's uh, I don't know, one episode, two episode backs, two episodes back. I think it's one episode back, but I talk about planned obsolescence in marriage. It's the same concept, guys. Planning with failure as an option is planning to fail. And like I said, there's a big difference between an idea and an actual plan. Since we're comfortable with the fact that we're failing on this, most people just do it as an idea. It sounds like a good idea, but it's not actually a plan. And I think that's why a lot of people fail. You know, if I told you I was going to build a house, just, yeah, you know what, I'm going to go build a house. You'd think I was crazy, right? If I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to build a house. Well, do you have blueprints? No. Do you have any, you know, skills? Have you ever built any? Well, no, but I'm going to go build a house, right? You look at me like I was insane, but yet that's what we do with these ideas we come up with for New Year's resolutions. Like, it's totally just, eh, I'm going to do this. Eh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a big diet. I'm going to get a better job. Mm, I'm going to improve my skill set, and I hope you do every day. But stating, I have an idea, and then not having a plan is, is failure from the get-go. It's the start of failure, and there's no great way to achieve your goal that way. You're going to fail. You're just setting up for it. I think number two, I think reason that people tend to fail at New Year's resolutions is they aim for the grandstands with unrealistic goals. There I go talking about baseball again. I don't even like baseball. I just made a good metaphor. They aim for the grandstands, guys, without an un with unrealistic goals. Okay, if I tell you I'm going to build a house, we're going to go back to that example, but I've never touched a hammer, then I'm probably overreaching my own skill set and my abilities, right? I'm dreaming a whole lot bigger than is within my realistic grasp. You know, if I said I'm going to start learning how to do framing because one day I'd like to build my own house or at least cover most of my own house. Well, that's a realistic goal. You can start learning that skill. It doesn't mean you're ready to build a house and it's not the same as me saying, I'm going to build a house. It's me saying, I'm going to start learning a skill set that will let me eventually hit my long-term goal of building my own property. That's realistic. I'm going to go build a house. Isn't. Um, 
it's, it's the old kids joke, right? How do you eat an elephant? Well, it's one bite at a time. If you've never heard that kiss joke, you've just had a deprived life. But it's exactly the old kiss joke. We go, I'm going to be in shape. Uh, I have no idea how to get there. I don't know what my plan is to get there. And that's too broad. Sorry, I have to bump my mic. That's too broad of a sweep anyway, okay? You have to buckle down to real goals. Maybe it's, I'm going to lose some fat. I'm going to get stronger. Okay, well, that's a goal. I'm going to get fit and in shape is not. That's too big of an overreach. There's too much involved with that one thing, even if you don't know that yet. Same as building a house, okay? I can go learn a skill to help towards that goal of eventually building a house. But that's a stateable goal. I'm going to go build a house. It's not. Unless you already have all those skills. There's that. Hey guys, we're going to run roll to our sponsor real quick, and uh, we'll be right back with you. Today's episode brought to you by TheFallibleMan.com. That's right, it's us. Head over to www.TheFallibleMan.com and check out our blog, updated twice a week with new content, and links to all of our social media offerings. Tag or search us at TheFallibleMan or at FallibleMan on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social medias for daily content. While you're there, check out our Attitude Swag, shirts, cups, stickers, and more. Again, that's www.thefallibleman.com. And we're back. Hey, and the number three reason that most people don't hit their specific goals for New Year's resolutions, the reason they fail is they're not specific enough. And we touched on this in the first and second point is to be successful with any goal. And anybody who tries to teach goals and uh, achieving your goals, anybody who's trying to teach you how to be an entrepreneur, to be more successful, this is one of the first things they'll tell you is when you build a plan, you have to be specific. And most goals the people set on New Year's resolutions are just way too broad. You can't do that. Okay, If they're not specific, they're not measurable. And if they're not measurable, you will not achieve them. That's just a fact. I'm going to be rich is not a goal without defining, A, what rich is to you, because that is different to each person. Okay, If I'm already a millionaire and I'm saying I'm going to be rich, right? Grant Cardone is a multimillionaire. And in his own book, he talks about it's like, I'm going to make this much because he wants to be a billionaire. Okay, that's a reasonable goal. If you're already a millionaire, then saying I'm going to be rich is still broad. You have to say, no, I'm going to be worth $5 billion or I'm going to be worth a billion dollars instead of you know $500 million. And that seems absurd to some of us. Um, I'm guessing that a lot of my audience probably has that kind of money. But what is rich to you? You have to define that. Then you have to define how it can be obtained. How are you going to get rich? Saying I'm going to get rich is just too broad spectrum, guys. And that's the reason that people fail so badly at their New Year's resolutions. I'm going to try and fly through this and keep this down to about 30 minutes. So we're going to roll right into, so how do we become more successful with our New Year's resolutions? If you insist on making one, I want you to succeed, guys. And I'm not saying you don't have to make, you can't make one. I'm not saying they're bad. 
I'm saying if you're going to make a New Year's resolution, you need to plan to succeed because most people won't. In fact, the odds are against you. So here's how we're going to succeed at making New Year's resolutions this year. If that's what you're going to do, great. Take notes during this part, guys. Play it back. It's on audio recording or video recording. So, hey, you can just back it up while we talk about it. So, to figure out how to succeed, you have to understand how people fail. So, here are six ways you can be more successful for your New Year's resolutions, guys. Number one, define your why. And I've talked about this in a previous video. I don't remember which one that is offhand. I want to say that's back in like episode one. Um, but you need to define your why. Because if you don't have a clear-cut reason of significant value to you to support that resolution, if you don't know your why, you're going to fail, guys. And going back to the just be rich example, why are you going to be rich? Well, everybody wants to be rich, Brent. Come on. Be realistic. No, I mean, seriously, you have to decide why do you want to be rich? What is a big enough why for you to drive you to do the work that it's going to take to reach that goal? Why do you want to be in better shape? Well, I told you that was a stupid goal. So why do you want to lose more fat? Well, I want to lose more fat. I've told you guys that's something I struggle with. This I'm trying to lose some weight too. And I want to be less fat because I think it makes me healthier. If I can see the excess body fat I have on the outside, I'm concerned about the body fat I can't see on the inside called visceral fat around my organs that makes me less healthy. And my goal, one of my major goals in life, is to be the greatest dad I can. And if I'm putting myself at risk for obesity-related illnesses, then I can't be there. I can't guarantee I can be there to take care of my kids. So that is a why for me. That's an example of why. You have to understand your why as to a New Year's resolution. If you make some flippant New Year's resolution without a cause behind it, you have no chance of succeeding. Number two, you need to recognize that you need a plan of how to succeed on this goal, and you need to start making one. Sit down and put together a plan of attack, guys. If you don't have a plan of attack, step-by-step, measurable points of success. If you don't have a plan put together to even achieve that, you've already you've already thrown a towel in. So make a plan and understand that you need to follow a plan or you're not going to just get there. It's not going to happen. Number three, guys. Failure cannot be an option. There's no plan B. If you heard my uh, blog, or blog, sorry, I have too many medias, guys. I, I mix them up all the time. If you listen to the podcast about marriage where I talk about planned obsolescence, then you've heard this idea before. But I've talked about this idea in many different aspects. I talked about this idea in reference to fitness in a podcast I did as well. You can't have a plan B. And when I say that, I don't really mean you can't have a plan B. You can't rely on a plan B. I do obstacle course events. I'm not the greatest obstacle course event runner in the world. I'm certainly not even world class or really competitive. Okay, I do it because I enjoy it. But my mindset when I start a race is once I cross the starting line, 
The only way off the course is across the finish line or on a stretcher. It may sound extreme to you, but if you have a backup plan, if you're planning that it's going to go south, you've already lost. Failure can't be an option if you really want to be focused on reaching this New Year's resolution, guys. Setbacks can happen. Problems can occur. You can have bad days, but you can't plan on failing by having a major backup plan of, well, and if that doesn't work out, then I'll just do this. No. It's a bad idea. Be like Dory. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. And I'll stop that because that's annoying. Number four, set small achievable goals that build into a bigger goal. Just like any other plan, guys, you can't aim and swing for the fences. And this goes back to what I was talking about is swinging for the grandstands with unrealistic goals. You can't do that. You have to set small, incremental, incremental goals to build a big one. So our example with fitness, right? I said, I'm going to be fitter or I'm going to be in better shape. That's a stupid goal. Excuse me while I drink more coffee. That's a stupid goal, guys. You can say, hey, I'm going to start by losing some extra body fat that I need to. But that's still really broad. Start with, hey, I'm going to cut up out the excess sugar, just day-to-day stuff. I'm going to stop going through the drive-thru. I'm going to stop buying sodas. And I'm going to stop munching on junk food in my house. That's, that's the first step towards that goal. There's three measurable steps. Count them. Three measurable steps inside that one step, which is the first step towards losing weight, which is part of the step towards getting fit. Are you tracking, guys? Are you following me on this one? Number five, be very clear on each step of your goal. Specific, measurable points of success on each. I know this sounds a lot like number four, but it's actually slightly different. Specific, measurable steps. That's why we start with small goals, okay? Right? I said that three is part of a step towards losing weight. That's just a first step, set of steps towards losing weight. Measurable points of success let you celebrate the small things. When that goal seems really far away, measurable steps let you be successful along the way. It keeps you from being disheartened. It keeps you from feeling like you're not making any progress. It keeps you from doubting yourself into hopelessness and quitting. Small incremental steps, things that are measurable, let you celebrate the little things which keeps you motivated to the bigger picture. It's very important. Number six, guys. Six. Depending on what camera I'm looking at. Number six is set reasonable and realistic timelines for your success. One of the most horribly true facts about losing weight is chances are it took you a long time to put on the extra body fat. If that's the problem, if that's, and I'm talking about myself, guys, that's why I use that example. It took a long time to put on the extra weight, and I've been heavy for a long time. It's not going to disappear overnight. That's not realistic. I'm not going to join. join blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to join the join. I can't J today. I'm not going to join the gym and two months later I'm going to be skinny or a week later. It, it's really insane the unrealistic goals people set for themselves. 
be very honest and reasonable and realistic about timelines. We go back to the house example, right? I'm going to build a house. Well, even if I had all the skills necessary to build my own house, if I'm building it by myself, it's going to take months and months and months. And I'm going to have really long days. It may take over a year. I've known people who have done it and spent three years building their house and just lived in a little bit as they can. First, they lived in the shed or a camping trailer, and then they moved into one room and kept building the house. It took them years to build their place because they were doing it all on their own. Guys, be realistic with the timelines for success and be reasonable. Don't have unrealistic expectations. It's not going to happen overnight, no matter what it is. Maybe your New Year's resolution is just to quit eating junk food. Well, guys, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have setback days where maybe you're at a gas station and you're just hungry and munchy. Or maybe you've had a good workout and you're really hungry and that's the closest thing you can get is the drive through You're going to have days that are setbacks. That's why we have small incremental goals and plans. Failure is not an option, but while failure is not an option, understand there will be setbacks along the way and you just have to keep swimming. It's not failure to have a setback. So be reasonable and realistic with your timelines for success. Wow, guys, I think I'm actually going to wrap this show up in a reasonable amount of time, which is unreasonable for me or unrealistic for me most of the time. Guys, hey, I appreciate you spending the time with me today, and thanks for listening. I hope you have an amazing week this week. And if you're into New Year's resolutions, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, set yourself up for success. Be in the 8% this year with your news resolution and I hope it goes great for you be better tomorrow because of what you do today my name is Brent I am the fallible man and I'll see you next time this has been the fallible man podcast your home for everything man husband and father be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own fallible man gear